to John. We're going to come back to our Bible lessons on the Lord's Prayer next week, the Lord willing. But uh, for tonight, I feel to go a little different direction. And uh, we're going to do what the Lord wants us to do tonight. Try our best. Amen. Praise God. Everybody said praise the Lord. I believe we ought to just lift our hands and worship the Lord a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself now. I wanted to sing the chorus. Jesus is here right now. Reach out and touch him. Jesus is here right now. Help you'll receive. Amen. Jesus is standing there waiting your heart to cheer. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad we can feel his presence. Say praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus is here right now. Reach out and touch him. Oh, Jesus is here right now. Help you receive. Jesus is standing there, waiting your heart to cheer. Jesus is here right now, only believe. My Jesus is here right now, reach out and touch him. Oh, Jesus is here right now. Only believe Jesus is standing near Waiting your heart to cheer Jesus is here right now Only believe With your eyes closed, your hands lifted Oh, well Regardless of what I think, God's still God. He's done changed everything already. Since I've been up here, I'm going to go with God tonight. If you don't feel like that this is fitting, proper, then that's for you and the Lord to figure out, settle between yourselves. The Lord wants me to talk to you tonight about the valley of the shadow of death. And our text is found in Psalm 23, very, very familiar scripture. Verse 4, David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Would you say that with me tonight? Yea, though I walk through the valley 
of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm not uh, usually a message like this is considered to be for someone who has never known God, never had the Holy Ghost. This message is not just for a sinner tonight. There's someone here that doesn't have the Holy Ghost, young or old, and it's for you. But sometimes, the writer said that if uh, talking about saints, he was writing to the church, and he said if one of you turn the wicked from the error of his way, amen, you've saved a soul from death, amen, and uh, gotten rid of a multitude of sins. And so... For whoever this is for, I make no apologies for the Word of God. But uh, I'm just going to go ahead and give you what the Word of God says here tonight. You know, the Word of the Lord is a wonderful thing. We've mentioned how quick and powerful it is, sharper than any two-edged sword. And we got to talking about old prophet Samuel that got in such a fury show the displeasure of God against the disobedience of Saul that uh, how God hated God says something he wants it done to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T and he didn't just kill Agag he didn't just lop his head off or run the sword through him but the Bible says that he cut him in pieces before the Lord and he was just simply trying to reflect God's feelings and God's hatred for such an outfit as Agag represented. Amen. And uh, the Word of God is not only powerful and sharp, but uh, one scripture says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. I got to studying about that one time, and there are at least a couple of translations that translate it the New English Bible and also the Amplified Bible, put it this way, all Scripture is God-breathed. In other words, it has the very breath of God in it. When I was coming up in school, they taught us the life-saving method when I was a younger young fellow in school that uh, someone had uh, got in and going under the water and you wanted to try and save their life from an apparent drowning and he showed you how to get them and how to turn their head and to push against their rib cage and, a rib, uh, and count and push back and forth and uh, that would be the way to get breath going back in their bodies. Now that's the old way. Amen. But in late years, they've changed all that. And they've come and found out that the best way, the really the best way, I know it works because I had a nephew, grown young man, fell into a swimming pool and uh, this was used on him and he's alive today. But uh, 
They say that the best way now is to get them out as quick as you can and get what water you can quickly get out of their lungs if it's there. But then to put your mouth to that person's mouth and take your breath and force it into their lungs and breathe for them. Let your breath become their breath. And that's known as mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. And they say that is the very best way. And you can find case after case to prove that that's true because there are people that are living today that have had this worked on them and would not be alive otherwise. Amen. And there's something about the Word of God. It carries the very breath of God in it. And if you're lost tonight without the power of God in your life and headed for a devil's hell, the Word of God can get you alive. You're headed for certain death, but it can get you alive. And it can get you going. Praise God. Amen. And if you're weak in your soul and you haven't had that fire victory burning in your heart like you know that you need to have it, then I'm here to tell you tonight that the very breath of God, His Word, amen, can revive you tonight. Praise God. In fact, I can tell you, and so can any saint of God that's really lived with the Lord any real length of time, can tell you that uh, there's been many times in my life that it seemed like I had nowhere to turn and no way to go. And I didn't have the answer. I didn't have it. I just didn't have it. But I'd go to God and I'd seek His face. And through some means or another, amen, either through opening up the Word of God and reading it, sometimes through drawing a, a scripture out of a promise box. Very many different ways. Sometimes some people have told me they just got the Bible and said, Now, Lord, let it fall open where it will. And they would be led to scripture that way. And I would find just exactly what I needed to keep me going. Anybody ever had that experience? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. And you know why? Because the very breath of God is in that word. That's it. Yeah. Amen. Whenever it, you, when you're getting all pale around the mouth and blue, spiritually speaking, and, and that life is not there like it ought to be, and that joy of worship and that glory and that power of God and the looking forward to going to the house of God is not there like it used to be, then what you need is to get resuscitated. Hallelujah. You need to have some of this good old-fashioned apostolic, amen, mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. Hallelujah. You need the Word of God to become a part of you. And just open your heart, praise God, to the Word of God. Hallelujah. And let it revive you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll just tell you, I don't ever want to forget where the Lord brought me from. I don't want to forget what the Lord's done for me. 
I don't want to be guilty of uh, thinking because that I once received the Holy Ghost that I've got it made now. Just because I once spoke with tongues that I got it made. Amen. But I find in the book of Acts, second chapter, the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But you go right on over in the third chapter and you find that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost again. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible speaks about the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The renewing of the Holy Ghost. Praise God and the Apostle Paul. You know, there are people who say, well, once you're born, you, you, you can't be born again. Well, I don't know exactly what he had in mind, but Paul said, told the Galatian church, amen, he let us know that, that, that there needed to be a renewing at least. Praise God. Because he said it this way. He said, my little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Hallelujah. Amen. There comes that time in every one of our lives that we need to recognize that we are just that we were on our way to hell and that we were lost and we had no hope if it hadn't been for God and His mercy coming and picking us up out of sin. We'd be right out there where the rest of them are tonight. We can talk about how bad a shape they're in if we want to. And they are in bad shape. And I'm not trying to make them look good. But all I'm trying to do tonight is to remind us. We need to be reminded sometimes of the pit that he dug us out of. Hallelujah. If there's anything that stinks in the nostrils of God, it's somebody Amen. That thinks because that they've had the Holy Ghost for a while, that they're all of a sudden so good and so nice, and they, what a privilege it is for the church to have them. Come on. Hallelujah. When all the time we need to recognize that if it wasn't for God, Amen. If it wasn't for God and His mercy. Hallelujah. I don't have never had the privilege of having a college education. But I've taken tests that said that, that I had the equivalent of a college education by national firms and so forth. I'm, I don't boast in that tonight. But I do know the value. There is value to having a college education. Amen. It's as, it's as valuable. It's almost as important nowadays as it used to be just to have a high school education. Amen. And I'm not against that at all. But God help any of us. I said any of us. If we ever get to the place that we feel like because of what we have in our heads. And what knowledge that we might have. God help us. Amen. We're only what we are by the grace of God. I stand here to tell you. And, and I'm going to tell you something else. And I hope you understand that I'm not, not boasting about myself. I hope you understand that. Amen. But there is a, there is a club. And uh, it's called the Mensa Club. And it's only for people with uh, your IQ has got to be at a certain level or above. And that's the only requirement. And if you're, you're smart enough, you can belong to this club. And they get together and they meet because they want to be able to talk to people on their own level. 
As far as I'm concerned, it's a big, uh, it's a, for a bunch of snobs as far as I'm concerned. But, but the, the doctor, since my accident, gave me a test. I didn't ask for it, but that was part of it. And so he gave me the test, and he said that all I would have to do would be to send in my score off of the test he gave me. And I could automatically have membership in that club. But let me tell you, that don't mean nothing to me tonight. I said, that means nothing to me tonight. The only thing that means anything to me is the power of God in my soul. Hallelujah. That God has had mercy on me. And if it wasn't for his power and his glory and his love, I would be lost and headed for a devil's hell tonight. God has been good to me. God has been merciful to me. And for that, I thank my Lord tonight. Hallelujah. 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 But there's a world out there. And friend, consider with me. And pray with me tonight. And examine your own heart. As I try to bring what I feel the Lord wants for this service tonight. And if it does not have direct application with, for you. If you feel like you're alright with God. Amen. I still would like for you to get this firmly in your mind. Lest the devil somewhere down the line try to tempt you to turn your back on God and go away from God. And you lose out with God because you forgot where the Lord brought you from. So even if you're in good shape with God tonight, pay attention to this little message tonight and understand that if it weren't for God, this is where every one of us would be. We would be on our way to a devil's hell. I said we would be on our way to being lost. Hallelujah. It's so easy when we're strong in our bodies. Whenever we're well, we're not ailing in any way. And it's especially easy for the young to not even be concerned about death. To make plans for the future. To make plans to live. Amen. But the psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The Amplified Bible calls it a deep, sunless valley. Saints, pray as I try to preach this message tonight. Amen. If you don't, it's not going to be a shouting message, I know. And it's not going to be something maybe to edify you as a saint of God. Except that you need to store it away. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Hallelujah. And whatever your status is tonight, I beg you to consider. Amen. What I'm talking to you about tonight. Amen. And that is that every one of us are going to face death sooner or later it's coming amen this first word of this fourth verse yea speaks to me tonight of the certainty of death yea yea hebrews 9 27 says and as it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment friend we've got an appointment to meet and there are people that say, well, I'm not going to worry about it 
because there's just one time to die and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And when it comes your time to die, you're going to die and that's it. But I find from the Word of God that there's not just one time to die, but there are at least three times to die. There is the appointed time to die. Amen. There is the appointed time. But there is also scriptures that let us know, amen, that that appointed time can be changed. It can be shortened. Yes, sir. Or it can be lengthened. Yes, sir. Amen. Does not the Bible say, Honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the earth, that the Lord thy God hath given thee? That tells me that if you do those things that are pleasing to God in honoring father and mother, and that's not the only place that it says it. In different places where he gave the commandments, he said that thy days may be long upon the earth. That tells me that you can do things in such a way and you can live righteously and you can live godly and you can prolong your days. Didn't the king, when the prophet came to him and said, set your house in order for you're going to die and you're not going to live. And the Bible said that the old king turned his face to the wall and he began to weep and cry and tell the Lord. And listen, the Lord knows whether we've done what we should or not. He began to tell the Lord how he had walked before him in righteousness and tried to do those things that were right and good. Hallelujah. Before the prophet got out of the courtyard of the palace, the Lord turned him around and said, Go back and tell him that I've added 15 years to his life. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you that there is not only the appointed time, but if you live to please God, you can add years to your life. I said you can add years to your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you can add time to your life, then you can also shorten your days. Amen. I might have told you this. Seems like I did. But anyhow, I'll tell you again. My old daddy preached a man's funeral that died and plunged off of the, the English fire bridge and drowned and died drunk. And he preached his funeral. And he was about 35 years of age. And he used for a text. Amen. Wicked and bloody men shall only live out half their days. I'm telling you that the Bible says that you can shorten your days. Though you may have an appointed time, and though you may can lengthen your days, I'm here to tell you that death is a very definite certainty. Hallelujah. Amen. It never is maybe or put it off, but the only thing is yea. It's only yea. Everybody sitting under the sound of my voice tonight is going to leave here if the Lord tarries by the means of death. It's a very common certainty. All must die. Romans 5.12 says, So death has passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Just as easy for death's bony hand to come and pluck a young president from the motorcade, 
Dallas, Texas, as it is for him to strangle an old, sick, weak man in his nursing home bed. Amen. Death comes to the idiot and the orator all the same. It comes to the baby and the sweetheart. It leaves orphans. It leaves widows. It leaves children. Amen. Childless, those. Amen. There's no safety from death, friend. Amen. The big fat priest Eli was no more safe in his hometown from death. And they brought in the tidings. The Bible said he fell off and his neck broke and he died. He was no more safe there in his hometown than old King Ahab was out there in the middle of the battle in a disguise. Amen. Thought he had everybody fooled. Thought nobody would know who he was. Amen. Thought he had himself well disguised. And here he come. Amen. But there all of a sudden there was a fella the Bible doesn't even give him a name. He didn't even aim with what he was doing, but he just drew a bow, the Bible said, at a venture. And he turned it loose. But God directed it towards its mark. Amen. And it found its way into its back. Amen. And at the exact spot where that the dogs had licked up the blood of the man that he had taken his vineyard by fraud, and the prophet said they would eat your blood. Right there's where they ate the blood of old King Ahab yeah. that they washed out of the chariot. Amen. Friend, listen. Death has got to come. I said it's got to come. Psalmist David said in Psalm 89 and 48, What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? I'm here to tell you tonight absolutely that you cannot deliver yourself from death. And as sure as it is a common certainty that it's going to come to all, it is also a very ceaseless certainty. Amen. Proverbs 30, 15, 16 says that the grave is never satisfied. Right. It saith not it is enough. Oh, friend, tonight, what a monster. Amen, that death is. It galloped, and I've just been reading the Word of God, where it galloped down through the land of Egypt all night long to slay the firstborn of every household in Egypt. The Bible said that there was not a house that death did not visit. Amen. Oh, friend, it tirelessly gallops, and every week, that the good Lord sins. Amen. Death follows the black horse of famine across this world of ours. Amen. And 10,000 people die every week through starvation. Every week. Amen. When we get it, you hear about wars, Nicaragua. Amen. All these countries, all these places, Africa. War. That's just death having a holiday. Right. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Death on a rampage. Revelation 6, te 6 tells about Armageddon, where the blood will flow to the horses' bridles. Right. Friend, you haven't seen death yet to what's coming on this world. Amen. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
the prophet Habakkuk said in two, uh, Habakkuk 2 and 5, his death cannot be satisfied. Then Proverbs 27 and 20 says, hell and destruction are never full. Never full. Yea, though. And though speaks to us tonight of the season of death. That season of death. And though death is absolutely certain tonight, amen, the time of death is absolutely uncertain. Amen, we know we're going to die. We just don't know when it's going to take place. Yea, though, though speaks of that uncertainty of death. Amen, though. Hallelujah, Proverbs 27, 1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Amen. And sometimes we mistake the valley. Amen. We mistake the shadow, rather, for the valley. And old David, he got the feeling of death on him one time. And he recognized just how close every one of us are. And he said, there is but a step between me and death. And God knows tonight where we stand and where you stand. And friend, I'm here to tell you, amen, you may feel real good tonight. And the blood may be flowing in your body. Your heart be a pumping strong. But by this time tomorrow night, you can be laid out in a funeral home somewhere. Amen. In this area. Hallelujah. You don't know it, and I don't either. I'm speaking for myself. I'm not just trying to speak to you, but I'm speaking to us all tonight. Who knows? Amen. Death is so uncertain. Amen. But the gasoline may already be in the tank of the funeral hearse that's going to carry our body to the grave. Amen. The flowers may already be over there in the flower shop that will be put on the top of our casket for a centerpiece. Amen. Sir, bless him, Lord. The truth. Oh, God. Friend, do you understand that death is uncertain? Is very certain, but the time of death is uncertain. Right. We know we're going to die, but we don't know when. But we've got to understand and we've got to realize some way that it's something that's coming to us and it can come soon. And God has got to help us to realize that we're flesh and it can't happen to us. And he said, yea, though I the, the one word I speaks to me tonight of the solitariness of death. Friend, when you die, you're going to die alone. Every man dies for himself. Amen. Your wife has to stand by the door and wave goodbye. The doctor, your friends... Your loved ones. Amen. When they just have to stand there and tell you bye. Amen. You go and you face it alone. Hallelujah. I can see that dear old daddy of mine right now.
laying there in St. Patrick's Hospital. Hallelujah. He knew he was dying from, from three years before, but it didn't shake him up. He told the doctor, he said, I've lived a good, good long life. He said, I'm already past my three score and ten. I've been able to preach the gospel for many years. He said, I've got a good family. He said, if that's the way it's got to be, then that's the way it's got to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And knowing that he was dying, Brother Alexander, laying in the hospital bed, I could see him raise that left hand up that Sunday as we were fixing to leave. And he died later that afternoon, and he did just like this. Telling us by, fixing to leave this world. Oh, friend, when you die, you die alone. And if you're not ready to meet God, God, have mercy on your soul. I said, God, have mercy on your soul. Ecclesiastes 12 and 5 tells us that when man goes to his long home, he leaves the mourners in the streets. You go alone, friend. You've got to walk that lonesome valley all by yourself. Listen to what old Voltaire, he was a world-famous atheist from France. When he came to die, here's what he said. He shrieked, Oh, Lord Jesus, I must... He said there was no God, you see. He was an infidel. He didn't believe in God. But when he came to die, it was another story. He said, Oh, Lord Jesus, I must die abandoned by God and man. He told his doctor, he said, I'll give you half of what I'm worth if you'll give me six months' life. His doctor said, I can't do it. He said, then I shall go to hell and you go with me, oh, Jesus Christ. Amen. After he died, his nurse said this, said, for all the wealth of Europe, I would not see another infidel die. Amen. Oh, yes, you're going to die. I don't care how brave you are now. Right. These were men that were well, world famous right. for their atheism. Old Thomas Paine was such a blasphemer and didn't believe in God. But his final words were, stay with me. Stay with me. For God's sake, I cannot be left alone. Send even a child to play with me. Right. The devils are come. Hell and damnation. Oh, God. Churchill, when he died in 1764, he said, what a fool I've been. Hobbes in 1679 said, I'm about to take a leap into the dark. Gambetta said, I am lost and there is no use to deny it. All of these were famous atheists as they were living. But friend, when they came to die, it was another story. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, Lord. Old Gibbon in 1794, a man that's famous for writing the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. Amen. When he came to die, he said, all is now lost. Finally irrevocably lost all is dark and doubtful amen the atheist case screamed to the top of his voice he screamed hell 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 and he screamed it with a terror that no pen could describe 
it had such effect upon his family that was there with him that they had to run out of the house. They had to run out of the house and left him alone in the house to die all alone. Friend, when you die, it's a solitary, solitary death. It don't matter how much those you love want to help you. There's nothing they can do. You're going to die alone. You're going by yourself. He said, yea, though I, hallelujah. And then he came to that word. He said, yea, though I walk. Walk to me tonight speaks of the solemnity of death. Nobody runs to welcome death. I said that you go as slowly as you possibly can. If you hear of something that might help you get you in better shape and help your body to be stronger, you go get it. Amen. We walk slowly, avoiding the appointment as long as we possibly can. There's nobody that really rejoices at the news unless they're ready to meet God and they know it. Hallelujah. The foolish say this. They say, well, there's one thing about it. I'll have plenty of company in hell. Well, friend, let me tell you what you do. If you're that foolish, if you hear somebody that silly, tell them to go down to Galveston, to John Seeley Hospital, and go to that intensive care unit where they have those burn victims and ask one of them, does it give you any comfort to be in a ward where there's many, many others that have burns over 85% of their body? Is that any comfort to you, friend? Oh, no, friend. You'll find every one of them are going through their private hell and their private torture. Amen. And they're crying and they're screaming. It don't matter who else is burned around them. They're suffering for themselves. Amen. Amen. Oh, how foolish it is. How foolish it is. To say you'll have plenty of company. Company is not going to take care of your suffering. It's not going to take care of your punishment. The rich man wanted his five brothers warned not to come to that place. Don't let him come. He met another infidel as he came to die. His name was Scott. He said this, Until this moment, I thought that there were neither God nor hell. Now I know and feel that there are both, and that I am doomed to perdition by the just judgment of the Almighty. Oh, God. I said, Oh, God. Impress it on our hearts tonight. Sir Francis Newport exclaimed, What argument is there now to assist me against the matters of fact? Do I assert that there is no hell while I feel one in my own bosom? There is a God I know, for I continually feel the effects of His wrath. That there is a hell, I am exactly certain having received an earnest of my inheritance already in my breast. I'm talking about what men said that came to that time of death 
and not ready to meet God. Hallelujah. I was reminded today as I looked at the Lake Charles paper, and they're having a mayor's race in our city. And there's the picture of a young man that's running for mayor. And from all accounts that I have, Brother Alexander, he's a good young man. But he's of an old, old family in, that, in this part of the country. Very, very wealthy. And his grandfather died years ago. A very wealthy man. And I'm not going to say the name, but because if I do, did, every one of you would know probably who I was talking about. Amen. Buildings in Lake Charles named after him. Business concerns named after him. Amen. I could tell you, they got banks, they got this, they got that, they got the other. Amen. Where me and you get excited if we get a hundred or two dollars back from the income tax. Amen. The thing that gets them excited, and I know this to be the truth because my aunt has worked for the family for over 30 years. She said what they get excited about is they'll wake up in the night if they get a phone call said you've got a new oil well to come in. They get excited about that like we get excited about a hundred or two dollars. So wealthy. But when he came to die, his nurse was a close friend to one of the sisters in the church. And she said, I don't want to ever have to go through that again. Because as he was dying, he was screaming. He said, I pulled me out of the fire. My feet are in the flames of hell. And there's snakes in the bed with me. Pull me out. Help me, please. Help me, please. You can have your political offices, friend. You can have the wealth of this world if you want it. But oh, let me have the peace in my heart of knowing that I'm ready to meet God. Let me have the peace of knowing that everything's all right between me and God. Hallelujah. 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 Lift your hands and let's call on the Lord, saints. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh God, oh God, my Lord, <laughs> oh friend, we don't have no set pattern. If you feel what I feel and you feel any time that I'm preaching here tonight, amen, I don't have a lot longer to go, but any time you feel like you need to pray, amen, this altar's open, hallelujah. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. God's trying to get a hold of somebody tonight. And it could just be that as far as most everybody in this place is concerned, that they think you're all right with God. It just may be that everybody thinks that, well, they'd be surprised if they saw you get up and come to this altar. But friend, I don't care. When your soul's at stake, you better get rid of your pride. Amen. You know whether you're ready to meet God or not. You know whether you're ready to meet Him or not. Oh God. Yes. And if you're not ready, I don't care what you've been acclaiming. 
Amen. The place for you to be is in this altar tonight. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't want to preach this. I wanted to preach something else. But the Lord said, preach this. The Lord said, preach this. That's all right. God knows what he's doing. I said, God knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. 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 I'm winding up quick. Amen. It's all right. Amen. I can finish up. Amen. I can still finish up. This good sister wants to pray. It's all right. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody else needs to hear what I've got to say. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God, have mercy tonight on us. Oh God, have mercy on us tonight. Oh God, have mercy on us tonight. God, have mercy on us. Oh God. Thank God for honest people. Thank God for honest people. Fred, thank God for honest people. Thank God for honest people. Hallelujah. Yes, sir, I'm not ashamed. I'm coming here to pray. I'm coming here to seek God.